Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod. This is episode number 159, Friday, February 9th, 2024. And thank you for making the Doggy Juice Pod a part of your week. I'm recording this one late, late Friday afternoon, much later than planned. A lot going on right now in Doggy Juice land. Uh, I have some fun news to share over the next few weeks. I'm, I'm winding down the work I'm doing for startup companies in the sports betting space and joining one of those startups full-time. It's a really exciting project. We're, we're in stealth mode right now, but I'm looking forward to sharing more about that uh, in the, f- the next few weeks as I'm transitioning over to that. Uh, but there's a lot going on right now, too, in the industry from recent discussions um, in the industry regarding the federal excise tax to DraftKings getting in hot water on multiple fronts. But we have a Super Bowl on Sunday, or Superb Owl, as some like to say. So I'm going to keep this one quick. We'll do a little bit of market betting breakdown of the big game, and then we'll take a look at, uh, at some props and strategies. So let's get right to it. Before I dive into the Super Bowl, one thing I will say about the DraftKings situation with the you know, the payouts and the Pebble Beach Pro-Am last weekend, and, you know, the, the tournament ending after 54 holes, and now the, the very real liability that I'm hearing north of $200 million in liability for DraftKings on people, on opportunists who who went in and, and parlayed a bunch of top 10 markets together uh, for crazy payouts. Um, you know, you open the door for this if you're DraftKings. If you're going to have all the bells and whistles under app, the McDonald's menu or a Chili's menu, that's probably better, um, of markets with 30, 40, 50% hold and you're price gouging your customers, you know, to the tune that so many people don't even understand still how ridiculous the price gouging is. If you're going to be offering this stuff and have so much surface area to protect, but you don't want to put in the proper resources to protect that surface area against outlier events like this uh, that that happened last weekend with the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, then you absolutely deserve what's coming to you, DraftKings. So, you know, I, I know I've been shitting on this company a lot over the years, and it's for good reason, though, because they're driving the industry in an unsustainable direction. And fortunately, you know, you see the exchanges picking up steam, and, and Colorado's going to be looking hard at exchange wagering rules next week, um, and, and, you know, following in New Jersey's footsteps. New Jersey could already do exchange wagering. That stuff's the future, and, and offering more competitive pricing. And, and honestly, DraftKings absolutely deserves what's coming to them here. I you know, there's legitimate arguments to be made on you know the spirit of the wager, but you know this is this is exactly what uh, what Matthew David Allen Ed Miller wrote about in their new book called Interception is is attacking things just like this, um, and so I I really do think there's a strong chance that DraftKings is going to be paying out these crazy parlays, and uh, I'll have more on this in the coming weeks because it's a really interesting case study, but. Uh, something like this was bound to happen with DraftKings and that, that huge menu of offerings they have in the same game parlay, price gouging, and uh, now they're going to have to take one on the chin here, it looks like. No one's going to be crying for them, that's for sure. And also, before we dive into the Super Bowl, if you listen in, if you listen to last week's episode uh, with Zach Doctor of WagerWire, he mentioned uh, the customer uh, named Martwan who had a $5 bet at FanDuel in Arizona to win $680,000 on NFL awards. I'm actually going to pull up right now as I'm, as I'm recording what the bet was. But the bet did not cash. Um, he had parlayed, a five-leg parlay preseason, Lamar Jackson to win the MVP at 15-1, to C.J. Stroud to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at 7-1, to Christian McCaffrey, eighteen to one, offensive player of the year. Miles Garrett, seven to one, defensive player of the year, and Jalen Carter at six to one, 
Defensive Rookie of the Year. And Jalen Carter was the one leg that did not get there. Will Anderson won the award. And, and uh, Mark Chuan knew heading in that uh, to the award ceremony that this was his uh, most vulnerable leg. And it did lose, so the parlay did not cash. However, he sold... The or he hedged his bet through wager wire. He sold twenty um, percent of the bet. It looks like for twenty five grand to wager wire. So he was able to hedge and got get out of it. And that exact scenario is what Zach, the CEO of Wager Wire, and I talked about last week on the podcast. So I highly recommend you go back and listen uh, to last week's episode that discusses the secondary betting markets and the real need for that in the sports betting space right now because the cash out offers that FanDuel is offering and DraftKings on some of these is they're, they're giving you pennies on the dollar on the cash out offers. So um, if you're checking out a product like WagerWire where it allows you to, to sell it at a more fair market value and take advantage of the equity you have in your wagers, that's absolutely something that uh, that's needed in the space. Unfortunately for March 1, he was able to earn uh, on his huge once-in-a-lifetime bet, $5 to win six hundred and eighty grand. All right, Super Bowl 58, superb owl. The 49ers, consensus two-point favorites as I'm recording this on Friday afternoon, late Friday afternoon, and it really hasn't moved since I came to you all last week, uh, last week's episode that I released on Thursday. Uh, for the money line, your best price in the market as I'm recording this of the major legal books is over at DraftKings at minus 120 on the 49ers. That's the best price you can get on them. It's uh, ESPN bets right there at minus 121. Uh, best price on the Chiefs, that's not at an exchange uh, in terms of the legal sports book. Circa, Caesars, and FanDuel, all of the Chiefs at plus 110. I do think directionally you're looking uh, you're looking to, to bet the 49 If you're looking to bet the 49ers, you're probably better off just waiting. And the opposite for the Chiefs, you probably want to get involved sooner just because it's very foreseeable that we're going to see an influx of public money coming in on Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the whole Taylor Swift angle. That's where you're public. And you're already seeing these, you know, the public betting splits come out heavily uh, tailored, favored towards the, the Chiefs on the money line in terms of ticket count. But we have seen a lot of big bets on the 49ers on the money line as well. Interestingly, Billy Walters, the, the GOAT sports better of all time, has announced that he actually makes the line, he flips the line. He thinks that the Chiefs should be two-point favored. So he's going to be coming in with, uh, about, he mentioned like $500,000, up to a million-dollar wager on the Chiefs. Who knows if that guy's head faking, though? I mean, it's you never know with Billy Walters what he's putting out there. Um, that's what goats do, right? <laughs> so they throw head fakes like that. But but I, I believe Met is word because it's it's the Super Bowl, right? I mean, there's no head fake in this, and without you know, with, with, you're not gonna have any any uh, impact on on something that's so heavily bet with so much liquidity like a Super Bowl does. I mean, every every rule you have on sports betting doesn't necessarily apply in the Super Bowl, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that in a second. But uh, as for the total. That's still sitting at 47.5 consensus as I'm recording this. Not much movement there since I broke this down uh, in last week's episode. But I'm going to go through a little quick breakdown on strategy and betting props and, and betting the Super Bowl because it, it does the Super Bowl does bring tons of opportunity every single year for, for sharp bettors. And especially since some of these markets are up for two weeks, you see a lot of line movement. And it goes without saying, I'm going to say it here once again, though, that you absolutely have to shop around for the best price out there and lower your synthetic hold. There's so many more sports books out there now. Lots of decent promotional offers out there for people that haven't joined a sports book. So this is the perfect time for you to get a few more books. 
um, in your arsenal and really shop around for the best price because it really does vary widely uh, from book to book, some of this pricing, especially your prop pricing and especially some of these index props, which I'll get into in a second. But as I've mentioned on, on episodes in previous years, the Super Bowl is the one betting event where the public can truly move a line and not necessarily a spread or a total or money line because you know that's going to be if anything you're going to get just a couple percent uh, percentage points of edge uh, fading the public on, on those markets but the prop markets is where you really see some opportunity here just the sheer volume of recreational money that can move it around and and the amount of prop offerings now that we're seeing out there continues to grow just like I was saying with DraftKings with all that surface area we're seeing a lot of really creative props out there and, uh, and more books putting creative props out there for you to bet at and that of course presents incredible opportunities for those of us looking to assemble a really strong portfolio on uh, on superb owl Sunday. So, as betters, there's there's certain things we should follow every single year when it comes to the Super Bowl, and that's you know the the main thing I always bring up is don't swing for the fences here. I, I bring this up every year. It's one game, and there's no value on betting the Super. Bowl. I know everyone wants to put some money on the game on the side and the total and have a rooting interest, but. You know, the, there's so much out there in terms of betting during the season, and your bets during NFL Week Four are likely going to have a lot more opportunity on the sides and totals front than than you are in the Super Bowl, and and especially when you compare it to college basketball. You know, the money prints the same on the Super Bowl as it does with a, a Wednesday night uh, Missouri Valley Conference college basketball game. So remember that. Always remember too that you know there's usually more value laying the juice than taking the plus price when it comes to a lot of these props, and that's where a lot of pros come in um, and just creating opportunities out there. And, and and really, the way to view it is to is on the two way markets. You should really look to attack two way markets: the yes and no props, the over unders. When you're seeing those index props that offer, you know, will he finish between 50 and 60 yards receiving, 60 and 70 yards receiving? Those needle in the haystack props really, really bring in a lot of uh, uh, baked in juice on the book side, and you're looking at like 30, 40 percent. Of, uh, of lost ROI if you played every single one of those. So it's really, the price gouging really happens on those index bets. So avoid those. And here's the thing. If you're going to throw five bucks, 10 bucks on some of these, have fun. I'm not telling you not to throw some pizza money down and spread it around on some long shot bets. That's what the Super Bowl's for, right? Having fun and, and, and making some bets and uh, that are that are super long shot uh, unlikely to win, and and uh, you're getting price gouged on those. This is the one game of the year, too, where I'm fine with doing that myself, too. It's fun to have a rooting interest on a lotto ticket. But don't go crazy with it. If you're looking to actually make money, though, then you are better off laying the wood on a lot of the, you know, the really betting against human performance <laughs> at the end of the day because the public is going to come in and they're going to bet on things that they want to see. And, of course, that's overs instead of unders, and that's yeses instead of nos. Will this guy do X, Y, Z? Yes. And they're not going to bet the no, especially when it's at a price where you got to lay money, lay more to win a little because your average public better does not want to lay a lot to win a little. And that, of course, presents opportunity to uh, to bet some of those those uh, those scary quote unquote bridge jumper props, you know the will there be an overtime? The no, you're going to get some value on that most likely at some books betting on a Sunday. Or will there be a two point conversion attempted? Laying the no on that, probably a good bet relative to the yes one a couple hours before before kickoff. So that's just one way to view things as well. The other thing, just more high level strategy, is if you're looking to play these overs, and that's not to say there's not value on player playing overs. There's no hard line rule here. There's going to be value on some of these yeses and, and these overs. And actually, one of the yeses I'm going to dive into later on. Uh, it's one, the one exception uh, to what I was just saying in terms of leaning towards playing the the no 
instead of the yes. But um, if you're looking to bet overs, you're better off doing so early in the week, especially and even already when those when these lines go up and the Super Bowl props are posting earlier and earlier every year. Some of these have been up for ten days now since uh, started recording this, but. Um, if you're looking about these overs, especially on a player that's so popular like Christian McCaffrey or, or Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes, you're better off doing it early on. If you're looking, you know, conversely, of course, if you're looking to play the unders, like I'm going to be doing for a lot of these people, then uh, you want to wait just until you know an hour or two before kickoff when the publics came in and, and moved some of these lines. And uh, you know, it's also good too, like in future years, if you're going to you know just compare where lines have moved, maybe take some screenshots of the props once they post up and then compare them to what they look like an hour or two before kickoff. And you'll, you'll see a lot of big line moves. And there's also big arbitrage opportunities out there. I mentioned before that there's so many sports books out there offering different prices. They have different exposure on some of these. Maybe one book got popped a lot on one bet and they're trying to overcompensate and, and present a nice uh, opportunity on another market that's, that's off market, off consensus. So you can find arbitrage opportunities for the Super Bowl where you don't have to root for anything to win. You have over you know, 85 and a half on a receiving prop and, and under 95 and a half on a receiving prop, especially if, if you're limiting the, the VIG, then uh, you know, there's nothing better than just rooting for numbers to fall with very little exposure. So the arbitrage opportunities will be there. Those are still out there. And have fun with this too. I mean, like I said, there, there's nothing wrong with throwing a few some pizza money down on this on some home run swings, but definitely do everything within reason. Uh, and you know, just remember the Super Bowl, the sports books win every single Super Bowl, and that's for a reason. Uh, and especially when you get uh, a game that's not seen too much scoring, like that uh, that that Rams Super Bowl a few years ago. Um, but one bet that I do love to make every single year, I've brought this up on the podcast, and I will be making this one for sure. And that's the exception to the you know looking to only bet the no instead of the yes on player props or, or just team and game props is and, and, and betting the yes and that is will either team score three consecutive times it happens so much more than you'd think i don't think this bet actually got there the, like last year and even the year before uh, so we lost so maybe that's even open up a little bit more value but the yes i'm seeing is it's low it it's as low as minus 155 at DraftKings as I'm recording this, and that's totally viable. I mean, I would, I'd play that. I think we might even see a better price heading into Sunday. So call it good at minus 155 or better. The yes on one team to score three consecutive times. If you think about it, someone's got to score just to kick things off, kick the scoring off. Then you also have an opportunity for a back-to-back with the, with halftime. Of course, a team maybe scoring and getting the ball right back. But this stuff that happens a lot more than you'd think. Teams scoring three consecutive times and. Um, and there's you know there's a solid chance we see both teams score three consecutive times with these uh, with these offenses. But uh, of course everything comes down to price. But the price is right there at minus one fifty five or better. So definitely uh, get involved with that one. Otherwise, I'm going to be that guy waiting until the public money comes in to drive up some of these player props and hitting the unders just a, an hour or two before kickoff. One that I know I'm going to for sure play that's playable right now, but I haven't I haven't touched it is, is Travis Kelsey did not score a touchdown. Um, at a plus price that's getting near to plus price territory, which is pretty crazy. So I, I will be taking the no on that one and, and really just rooting against human performance on a lot of these uh, top uh, headline players. McCaffrey, it's really hard to get involved in his unders, but you know once uh, this stuff can run up, especially when, when some books get just exposed to one side. So I'll almost certainly be hitting some of these unders right before uh, kickoff. So if you're thinking of doing the same, you got to be patient. You know, kind of maybe have a buy price in mind to lock in partial positions, but uh, really better off just waiting until Super Bowl Sunday when everyone and their uncle looks to make a few bets, and uh, they're certainly not going to be looking to lay, you know, 
lay uh, you know eight to one, eight dollars to win one dollar on uh, no on, on will there be an overtime? Uh, they'll be looking to bet the yes, even at five to one, because it just looks like a nice payout to them. Even though uh, overtimes happen a lot less frequently than that uh, than the odds are offering, so those opportunities will be there. Hopefully, you can take advantage and hopefully you enjoy this game. I'm gonna be. I do have some Niners money in terms of the game itself. I, I did take uh, when the, some of that Niners steam was coming in last week. I think I even mentioned on the pod last week. I, I do have some minor, Niners money line in pocket. I may add to that a little bit. The line's right about right for me though. I, I make it really close and. Uh, to where it's at 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 two definitely if it was three i'd be looking to scoop some chiefs but um we're not going to see that happen it really is interesting from a handicapping standpoint because you know during the season the niners were far and away the better team and i would have had them favored by more than a field goal on the on a neutral throughout the entire regular season against the chiefs but it really comes down to for this game handicap how much you want to put into playoff mahomes and and really how how much do you want to put in also to the niners performance in the playoffs Usually, you know, any odds maker will tell you you're not going to overreact to one result. If anything, you're going to bump a team one one point on your power rating at most on any given week, maybe a point and a half outside of any major injuries, which we of course are not seeing here. So even even bumping up the Chiefs, you know, pretty aggressively from from their uh, for how good they looked in the playoffs here, and bumping down the Niners a little bit, I still get this line to right where it's at. So I I agree with where the market's at on this. I do think that there's a strong chance that this gets closer to a pick 'em before kickoff. So I do think that, that the Niners going to win this game, but. Uh, it's one of those things where if they play it a hundred times. I think the Niners win the game about 55 of the times in, in that range. So it's it's about as close to a coin flip as you can get. It's looking like we're going to have a really really fun game here. A lot of great storylines, even without the T Swift. We're, it also bears repeating we're going to have this uh, this game in Vegas, which is really exciting. It's amazing to see how far we've come in the past few years. And Tony Romo getting dinged for uh, for for just attending a fantasy football and speaking at a fantasy football event in Las Vegas just less than a decade ago. And now fast forward to now and, and uh, the Super Bowl is being played in Las Vegas. Tony Romo's going to be announcing the game. And, and of course uh, we have tons of sports books that are, that are going to be offering this legally. And also the NFL is partnered with sports books. What a time to be alive. Absolutely wonderful, but it's going to be a really fun game Sunday. I can feel it all the way down in my plums getting all swollen. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. As always, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. As I always say, if you enjoyed listening, just please take 5-10 seconds to rate the podcast on Apple. Uh, Leave a review, too, if you're so inclined. Better yet, just bring it to a friend who you think would be interested in learning more about the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization, just how to become a sharper sports better during these exciting times in the industry. I always appreciate the help. Best of luck to everyone on your action this weekend. Really hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. I'm going to be out of town uh, next week, so I might actually be punting the next episode. I've been coming to you weekly since the the uh, college football season started uh, throughout the whole NFL season as well. So I'll probably be taking a week off next week, but uh, we'll have some fun stuff coming up. College basketball, of course, taking front and center here uh, soon with March Madness coming and conference tournaments just around the corner. And then uh, the Masters is right around the corner too. And then that little, uh, uh, I don't want to say dull period because we have a really interesting summer. We got the the Olympics this summer. We have the Euros. Uh, There's a lot of fun stuff happening. Of course, golf. Uh, it's, it's, it's huge in the summer. So it's a year-round thing, of course, and uh, I'll, I'll definitely be uh, coming back within the next few weeks with uh, just some new content, of course, not focusing on football anymore because we only have one game left. But that's it, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Good luck on your action. Enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. I'll talk to you all again soon. Doggy Juice out.